0: I live in Israel. This season is dedicated to the memory of the 1400 of my countrymen who were massacred on October 7th and the 240 people that were kidnapped and are being held hostage by the terrorist organization Hamas. Hopefully they will be returned to their families as soon as possible and hopefully this terrible war will be able to come to a peaceful end very soon. Welcome to Minute 15 of Season 6 of Mover Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a Capra-esque journey through the 1946 classic It's a Wonderful Life, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off this week is
1: David Brooke of Blueprint Review. Welcome back to the show, David. Hello, hello. Glad to be back. Final episode for me. Plenty more for you. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's fine.
0: I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> so episode 15 begins with uh, Bert looking over at George and ends with Harry uh, showing how much of a teenager he really is. So we, we, we ended things yesterday with uh, Violet walking away and getting stared at by uh, a an unknown man. Uh, and then this minute ends uh, begins with uh, both Bert and George continuing to stare in her direction. Which uh, is is something that, that I don't, I don't know if they would do that nowadays in movies. No, yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. but but it it works, you know, it works here for what it's worth, you know, by the way that they do this.
1: Yeah, I think it works. It's it's it, they're leering a bit, but it's not too like um, right. Yeah, <laughs> they get away right. with it. I like it.
0: And then Ernie sort of interrupts them and goes, "How would you like to take yes."
1: there's <laughs> a lot of innuendo between these next couple oh lines. there's a it. lot of innuendo <laughs> here
0: and then <laughs> and basically Ernie interrupts you know, them with, with their staring and then uh, George says I want to come along Bert we'll show you the town and Bert looks at his watch and goes uh, no thanks I think I'll go home and see what the wife's doing so <laughs> this is clearly innuendo here yeah okay um, uh, you know Bert staring at Violet caused uh, some yep. sort of stirring by him that he has therefore decided that he's going to go home uh, for for lack of a better term it sounds like he's looking for a nooner at this point <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know what that says about him that, that that this is what causes him to want to go home and see his wife <laughs> uh, I guess you can say that it. you can look on the bright side that that he's not uh straying from his wife, at least
1: yeah, I was going to say, I think it could, <laughs> it could be seen in a uh, positive one, yeah <laughs> there are ways to positively spin it, yeah. you know the,
0: the idea is, is that uh, you know if you if you want to be with your loved one, you want to be with them because of them, not because something else has uh, you know caused you to to be reminded <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that you love someone else.
1: I think the next line that uh, that caps off this little scene kind of <laughs> makes sure that it's right. more in the, uh, the other direction, though.
0: That's right. And then Ernie looks at him and goes, "Oh, family man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, but again, it's it's funny that 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 Ernie would say that because you know if these these are all so, if the the three of them are such good friends, you know, wouldn't Ernie already know if he is a family
1: man? Well, I think it's it's a clearly a bit of an ironic <laughs> kind of comment, I think.
0: Right. But uh, whatever. I it for me, it's always funny, and I, I mentioned this on on I think earlier seasons, uh, you know, at some point that that I always had the impression that older movies were more, more pure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as I got older and started watching more older movies, you can hear the innuendo, and you can hear things that they allude to. Mm-hmm you know that that you wouldn't expect
1: yeah and then, no. and then there's the because there's pre code stuff where they actually were a little more open still not as much as they are now perhaps but pre code things were pretty risky and then but then what happened kind of post code when they when they brought the um the production code in uh they had to do things through innu- innuendo and kind of suggestion and they kind of turned it into an art. <laughs> it was, uh, That's right. Because they, they had they to, really they get to still get,
0: get it, get past the censors. They had mm-hmm. to do it in a way that the censors wouldn't get it, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I mean, but looking you, at what Bert says here is just, it seems so blatant. I don't know why, I don't know what yeah. was wrong with the censor that he wasn't able to catch this type of thing. Again, mm-hmm. I, I think it's funny and I think it, it works within the movie. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I think,
1: I think, I, 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 yeah, I, I imagine the censors would get it, but I think th- I think they allow it as long as it's not blatant. I don't know. I I guess the excuse is, um, I guess it's like I had this situation recently, is because um, uh, the Barbie movie was out and, uh, and my kids got invited to it, a friend of theirs, and uh, but the film in the UK is a 12... Uh, oh, well twelve A, which means um, you have anyone over. Anyone, sorry, and anyone under twelve needs you to need go to with an adult. adult. Okay. And usually, usually, my kids, my kids, are like seven and nine. We didn't, we wouldn't usually take them to a twelve. We think, oh, it's a bit too old for them. Um, but but we kind of thought, well, Barbie, why is it? Is it why is it twelve? So we actually did some digging, and uh, and in the description of the BBFC, it was kind of saying it was really kind of a twelve because of a lot of innuendo, and, uh, and there's there's some other bits in there I think that make it twelve. There's like a bit of a face slap and stuff. Um, but what we figured is, well, the kids won't get the innuendos so what's the harm <laughs> and i guess that might be where that could be the argument you're saying with the censors is that if kids end up watching these films at the cinema they're not really going to understand the innuendos so we let them slide but well, the idea of censors back
0: then wasn't the idea of censors back then was not for kids it was for adults you know the the but, only no, thing no, because it,
1: but did they? I don't think they had the rating system though. I think it probably was for kids. I think it's because they didn't want these um, things on screen because the kids would just show up to anything. It wasn't but just kids; it kids was, for was for anybody. They kids.
0: were they, they were looking at it from from uh, you know Christian values and things like that. That uh, the, these are so, these are so. not things that people should be watching. That type of thing. Yeah, you know,
1: I, guess uh, so. I, I guess I I think so.
0: this was. I mean, again, if you if you listen to all of the stories of actors in the twenties and thirties you know, about all the, the, the sex parties and orgies and, you know, yeah. there's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing how they had to cap everything that was being, that was on screen and mm. these people just completely let it loose, you know, off screen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, was it the, what's his name? Uh, Artie Barbuckle or something like that. There was a, or Fatty, oh, Fatty Arbuckle yeah right? Yeah. Where there was a murder and it was, mm. I mean the whole thing was just a, it's, it, it's just, its always fascinating to think about this because, again, it goes back to the the way that my brain was, you know, when I was younger. That that movies back then were pure. You know, it's like it's like the idea that, that uh, you know people, w- you know, won't think of their their parents and grandparents and great grandparents in in uncompromising positions <laughs> and things like that. But the the idea is that you know uh, society hasn't changed. You know, no. the, the, the 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 way that, that children are born uh hasn't changed mm. in uh you know thousands <laughs> of years. So no. <laughs> you know it doesn't matter how far back you go, it's it's the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's there's nothing new under the sun, I guess you no. could say.
1: That's why censorship is
0: pure nonsense. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. But but again if you if you look at it from from perspective that you that you were mentioning before that maybe it's censorship for children so I can sort of understand it but again you know the 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 amount of things that children are exposed to these days is mm-hmm. you know everywhere mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yeah. it's not and not just in movies you know you now have them in video games and you have, I mean come on you have, you have you have uh uh you know video games where they where you have to kill the pimps and you have it's to Grandfifth uh, Auto and stuff. That's, that's right. life is crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's the way Grand Grandfift Auto is, you know, that type of thing. So I don't know. <laughs> but uh you know, i so I'm not hundred percent sure if Bert is saying this as if if Ernie is saying it as a joke to Bert yeah. or not when he says to him family man. You know, maybe maybe his his comment is basically saying, Oh, this is a guy who wants a bigger family. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's possible it's possible, you know. And, and back to what we were saying before about the censors. Maybe the censors heard this, but they said, okay. But he's going to be he he wants to go home and do something pure with his wife, as opposed to cheating on her or anything like that. I mean, again, this this movie is a prime example of of something that 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 people still wonder how it got through the code. The, one of the things in the in the code was is that, um, people must be punished for their deeds okay and potter gets away with what he's doing here you know he's he's never uh caught nobody nobody even finds out that, that it is potter we're the only ones who know that potter has the money and we also yeah. know how he yeah. got it it was he he didn't steal it he just didn't return it that's what it comes down to
1: yeah. although i guess i guess the i guess he he loses in the way that he doesn't get the building alone that he's constantly after. I guess you could argue that. Correct, but, but he, doesn't, um, he doesn't like go to jail for stealing. But no, 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 like he that. doesn't. Yeah. yeah, there's no repercussions. No. That's right.
0: In in most movies in in the code era, you know, you have to actually have some sort of repercussion. Yeah,
1: you know, whether, even if it's
0: a good guy. Yeah, that's right. That, that even if you have to go to jail or you get killed or whatever it is for the crime that you committed or something like that so yeah I don't know, and you know <laughs> you know they 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 make they give us the impression that we're going to get a a cruise of bedford falls but but we don't <laughs> you mm-hmm. know as as uh you know Bert walks away and ernie looks at him you know the the we get another screen wipe which they, these screen wipes actually also remind me of like uh star wars.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's loud in there, yeah.
0: You know, Star Wars does it the same type of way also. Obviously, it's very, it looks very different when it's in black and white as opposed to in color, but but mm. still. Um, and then we, we see it, uh, Peter Bailey sitting at a table, and we see Ma Bailey standing on the other side of the table. And then you hear her scream, George, Harry, you're shaking the house down. Stop it. Oh, let them alone. This is Peter. I wish I was up there with them. But Harry will tear his dinner suit, George. But Harry will tear his dinner suit, George. And then Annie, the the housekeeper, comes in and goes, "That's why all children should be girls." And then, <laughs> and then Ma, Ma Bailey looks at her and goes, "Well, if they were all girls, there wouldn't be any."
1: Oh, never mind. <laughs> Some more risky comments. I must That's, say is it's, uh, it's, is the comment about all children should be girls is nonsense as well. Being father of two girls, <laughs> <It's just laughs> yes,
0: and and yours as you mentioned are seven and nine, so yeah. I mean, they, you haven't they haven't even reached their their peak yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. My my daughters are nine and twelve, so and they haven't reached their peak yet either. <laughs> you know, our, my my sixteen year old son my 18 year old son and my 19 year old son they have <laughs> so, a, a little familiar and, and people warn us that 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 uh, teenage girls are possibly worse so who knows
1: so, so I've been we still have to wait years. and see
0: <laughs> I... that's right and i love the way that that you know they don't have to show us that that george and harry are dancing upstairs we see the chandelier dancing <laughs> yeah it's nice nice touch exactly and then uh, Annie, like, picks up the broom and starts uh, pounding on the ceiling. <laughs> and then we hear, George, Harry, come down to dinner this minute. Everything's getting cold. And you know how long we've been waiting for you. So, you know, it, I mean, it looks like uh, Peter started eating already. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's comfortable with the table. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, hey, if the food's still warm, why not? You know, why would you wait? <laughs> And then uh, we, we finally see Jordan and Harry come down from from upstairs. And, I mean, the rest of the scene says so much about the family dynamics and the atmosphere in that house and things like that. You know, that, that uh, you know, Ma Bailey is uh, more of a disciplinarian and Peter Bailey still is young at heart. You know, he's mm-hmm. still, you know, he says, I wish I could be there. I wish I could go and jump around with them. Mm. although yeah. he's kind of
1: yeah although he's saying that he's saying suggesting it's past him but it's still in his mind because he hasn't he still has quite a, he always has quite a calm demeanor though at that's least. right
0: i I think the idea is that i could but i i don't need to
1: yeah
0: you know i think that that's what it comes down to mm.
1: um
0: so i'm not really sure about that um and then george and harry show up and they both say okay mom." And then they start singing, and they go ta-da! And then we get a, a dog barking, and then uh, they walk over to to to, to uh, Peter, and they go, uh, "We got a present for you, pop." <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, again, it it shows the the great dynamic of this family. Then, then again, what does it say about the fact that they have uh, this this uh, live-in housekeeper? You know. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think I mean we, we we know that the Baileys are not a rich family like uh powder or something like no, okay. that. But they still can afford to have a uh whether it's a live in maid or just a maid, it doesn't matter. But this is someone who's part of the family, mm. meaning she's been there a while. She mm. didn't just show up yesterday.
1: No, no. So they've definitely got something. I I mean if you if you own a building alone, I guess even if it's not a super successful one, you must have a you must have something. And um, maybe maybe
0: Peter Bailey is skimming
1: off the top <laughs> oh, maybe. he's quite well dressed gentleman, I guess, but um,
0: that's true also well he's a businessman
1: at, at he least is. he is. yeah yeah you know, that that that
0: he can't get away with yeah. no. and uh yeah we we actually do see him take the food. He opens the lid and like spoons out uh, soup or something like that, and uh you know it's uh, it's it's done very well. You know, and, and uh, again, the, the, for, for those not watching it as we're talking, uh, the present that they, they they give Peter is actually his wife, who they've, yeah. they've now carried over. You know, they carry over Ma Bailey to them. And she starts laughing, and then she goes, oh, you two idiots. And she goes, George, sit down and have dinner. And then uh, George says, fine. And Harry goes, I've already eaten. And then she looks at him and goes, why well, aren't you going to finish dressing for that graduation party? Look at you. It says, I don't care. It's George's. And again, uh, George's tux. It gets cut off there. So, I mean, I mentioned at the beginning of this minute, you know, that the, the, the minute ends with Harry showing he's a teenager. Basically, he's saying, this isn't mine. I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is a very teenage thing to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. The the very last shot just freeze framing right and the last shot just right at the end literally last moment is odd because it's actually cutting off uh, Harry's head <laughs> the, the lampshade. That's I right. guess they've kept the they've kept the lampshade prominent so they could have the gag with it bouncing around but they 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 never moved the camera down enough to see everybody. <laughs> I guess they never it'd be difficult to move it down far enough. So for, you, so shame uh, we should Stewart, start,
0: but... we should start calling Harry uh, lampshade Harry.
1: <laughs> yeah i think so it's just the the absolute moment i've frozen it is right in the middle of the lampshade it does look yes. like it's on his head <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see exactly what you're talking about
0: I, I see that too the the same way and i mean it, it's also very funny his comment that he says this is george's but the two of them are nowhere close to being the same height yeah
1: oh yeah it never fit <laughs> And yep. looking at the arms they're actually kind of a little short or well or, or perfectly correct.
0: Changed. And forget about that. Are, are we going to find out like next week that that George has another tux I guess?
1: Oh uh, yeah, true <laughs> true.
0: He has two tuxes. <laughs> well, when 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 uh Paul Bailey is skimming off the top, then uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe they're able, able, able to afford two where he find out the truth. <laughs> That's right. So do do you know uh, like
1: different names for for tuxedos? Oh, I'm trying to think like a penguin, pink peng- penguin suit or something. I don't know. Sometimes people call it. Um, oh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Right. So could no call it. it penguin references at least.
0: Right. So a tuxedo is either a dinner suit or a dinner jacket. Uh, you know, black black tie attire. Yeah. It's actually the you know. Do, do you know that the British term for for black tie
1: attire. Uh, oh, I, I will, I'm British. I should do. I'm. I'm probably not going to be able, able to pronounce, pronounce it right. Um, synec- synec-
0: synectically.
1: Oh really? I've not heard that one. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's. Uh, I, I obviously don't go enough to uh, go. Don't go to enough black tie dudes. <laughs> apparently not. <laughs>
0: it's S Y N E C D O C H I C A L L Y. Interesting. Now, I've never heard that either beforehand. When do you think the first tuxedo was, was uh, unveiled, revealed?
1: The first tuxedo? Oh, tuxedo. Um, oh, probably in i trying to think if they wore it back in the 1700s, no, 1790s is that? No. <laughs> no eight, 1865
0: oh, in, well, in well. England. The Prince of Wales, who later became King Edward Seventh. uh was the the, the first uh, person to to wear a lounge jacket that basically can be called the first uh, tuxedo the way that it uh, was uh, was created and the the idea of a dinner jacket is sometimes it's called a smoking jacket uh, because of the fact that it uh, you know people would smoke while wearing this jacket. You know, in uh, formal formal
1: uh, situ- situations and formal attire
0: and things I like thought that. The
1: smoking jacket, I always thought the smoking jacket was something a bit different that you wore later in the night, but no, oh, maybe
0: not. Right. And then uh, the idea of the name Tuxedo came from there. There was a village in New York State called Tuxedo Park mm. where they actually introduced uh, this type of attire in 1886. Mm. Um and uh, you know the the counterculture of the sixties has changed black tie to white tie. You know where you you have a mix and match of colors and things like that, yeah. uh, which has uh, changed. You know it's not formally that uh, both the the tie and the the the, the suit itself are are uh, are black. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's it's interesting the way that they that these things evolve. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm just looking on Wikipedia now. Is There's one picture saying American tuxedo dinner jacket, sometimes called the dress sack. <laughs> the dress sack doesn't quite have the same kind of luxurious ring to it. No, no.
0: <laughs> I actually saw that picture too. <laughs> right, but again, you know, I, th- I think that that the family dynamics here is shown really well. You know, it goes back to what we were saying about the fact that Capra is a visual director. So there's a lot of things that he can show about the connections between George and Harry and George and Ma Bailey and Harry and Ma Bailey and Ma Bailey and Peter Bailey and, you know, Annie and everyone. You know, like you can go through all the different uh, characters here and talk about the the various connections between them just by the way that they're all portrayed in this scene.
1: Yeah. I think something that you, you definitely get here and um, I've not really mentioned in the other scenes because I think it happens quite a lot in the film and in a lot of Capra's films. He has quite busy frames. Like there's quite a lot going on. Um, I guess we've mentioned a lot of the little things we've noticed in there. But um, again, this links in with his visual storytelling, his kind of silent era education. It's uh, saying a lot with each with each visual. And, and, and there's not, again, there's not a huge amount of cutting. Like there's quite often he'll, he'll, have a lot of stuff going on in in the wide and just cut ca- occasionally when needed, um, right? Which I always I always like that kind of approach. Yeah, that's
0: true. And uh, that, that, that's how this minute ends, and that's how this week will end. So, David, did you have anything else you want to say about this week?
1: Oh, sorry about this week about the movie. Anything in general? Oh, not really. As I say, it's another light little. All these early scenes we've been covering this week, I guess, have been the been the light character building kind of fun side of the film before it gets starts to gradually get darker. Uh, although there's always light moments in there, keeping, keeping you on your toes. It's uh, I do think it's a, it's kind of a, a beautifully uh, paced and a beautifully kind of, um I don't know what the word for it really is. the kind of they get the kind of balance balance of emotion of drama in the film is is so kind of deftly handled it jumps it jumps around a bit you could say but it it does it so smoothly and so naturally it's just it's just uh, always a pleasure to watch and it's quite a long film and uh, but it, it's not it's never boring like it, I would never be like oh I can't bother to sit through that again it's just yeah I'm I'm always always pleased to stick it on usually only at christmas it did feel weird watching it in uh, when we recorded this I don't know Uh, ruin the uh, illusion of the listeners but um it certainly wasn't around christmas (laughs) Uh, but Uh, you're uh,
0: saying you can only watch it
1: around christmas time i usually only watch it around christmas time yeah i usually do but to be honest it's only really like the end bit that's at christmas so there's no reason why not but um it did feel weird get in fact in fact it was kept in uh, in a we've got like a Christmas box with Christmas stuff and the, the Blu-ray that I went to watch was actually in the Christmas box. <laughs> so that is how Christmassy this film usually feels to me. Um, but watching it now actually in, uh, yeah, as I say, I'll give the game away. It was in summer. Um, it didn't feel wrong at all. And, uh, yeah, I, I still loved it. I didn't need to be in that Christmassy mood. Okay. It's just a wonderful, a wonderful film. It's a wonderful <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yes it, what, what's your history with it like do you remember when you first saw it
1: um yeah it will have been um back in my early kind of when i first started my lifelong session with collecting movie, physical media is uh i got on video vhs um i think that will have probably been the first time i saw it i got on vhs i remember it had a really nice kind of because um, in the UK, a lot of the videos will get in plastic boxes. Mm-hmm. the US, I think US, I think a lot they tend to use those cardboard cartons more often. But we used to get the plastic box ones. But this one wasn't a plastic box; it was a cardboard one, but with, like thick cardboard. It was all white um, to give it that snowy, Christmasy kind of look. And um, I, I always really liked the box. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would have got it on via video when I was first kind of collecting videos. So it would have been. i would have probably been about. 15 or something maybe mm-hmm. um so it, back in the 90s and uh uh yeah i i loved it straight away um uh yeah as i say i was i was only just getting into uh properly into older movies back then so it was probably one of the first kind of not certainly not the first but one of the early kind of black and white movies that i watched and as i say, fell in love with it and watched it every few years since really Um uh, yeah and I got to screen it. I've got to see it on the big screen, um, kind kind of, <laughs> a couple of years ago. When, because I, I run a, I used to run a, a touring cinema service that went into village halls um, around Lincolnshire and uh, show uh, show movies. When we used to we used to what generally show new movies, but now and again we put old classics on. And and every Christmas in the village halls we'd put on a Christmas movie, and this was one of them. So I got to show it to. Um, an appreciative audience on the, our kind of pop-up projector screen, um, which is really nice. So yeah. Oh wow, that's very cool. Yeah, there's a
0: whole bunch of movies I'd love to still see in the theater at some point. Yeah, uh,
1: this is this is up there.
0: I still I still would love to see Die Hard in the theater. I've never seen that one. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Um, I'd love to see Saving Private Ryan again in the theater. I saw it twice when it came out, but
1: that's that's a movie that I would love to see again in the theater. Yeah, that is an amazing cinema experience. Definitely. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I must admit, I've got I've got I've got a projector at home, and it's not quite the same as the cinema, but it's pretty darn close. And ever since getting a projector, I cannot go back to TV. I hate watching films on TV. <laughs> if, I, if I'm ever somewhere when we've only really got a TV, if I'm staying at someone's house or away or something, and there's a, a good film on that I've got on Blu-ray at home, I'm like, no, I don't want to watch it on TV. I want to watch it at home on the Blu-ray, big, blown up, proper sound. I'm like, I'm really spoilt with it now. <laughs> oh well.
0: No, that's very, very. I'm, I'm. I hope I never reached that point. <laughs> you know, I watch movies everywhere. <laughs> I'll watch it on my phone. You
1: know, it's like. It's oh fun. no, <laughs> never. <laughs> and I do watch special features on my phone all the time, but when <laughs> it comes to the movies, okay. I do it properly now. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm too spoiled with it now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Great.
0: The Friday segment this season, we're doing something uh, a little different. I mean, this is a movie that was nominated uh, among the Best Picture nominees of 1946. Uh, it did not win Best Picture. That was won by uh, the Best Years of Our Lives. So it, it always gets me wondering, you know, what people think about, you know, the Oscars, you know, and, and like which movies do they believe that the Oscars made a mistake and should have given you know, the, the best picture award to something else. The, the only caveat here is it needs to be something that was actually nominated. You know, you can't say, Oh, this is, uh, I love Memento and therefore Memento should have won that year. I mean, it wasn't nominated. So th- that doesn't count. It can only be something that was nominated in a given year. So why don't you uh, start with your number five and work your way up to, to which movies you believe, uh, they really messed up with the Oscars.
1: Yeah, this is this is a tricky one. There are a lot I could choose from, and it, it was difficult to pick my favourites. I've kind of, I've kind of gone with uh, the first couple of films. Where the one, the film that won, is a decent, is it's a decent film, but um, but the ones that could have won are just my personal favourites. So I've gone with those for the first couple. And that said, so yeah, number five is uh, in two uh, in two thousand. Uh, gladiator won best film um, but uh crouching tiger hidden dragon is the film i would have gone with there i have always felt gladiator it's it's a fun movie i quite like it but it's i always felt it was a bit overrated like people went crazy about it at the time but for me crouching tiger hidden dragon i adore that film i just think it's a more a much more graceful much more beautiful kind of film than than gladiator i i, I just think it's a much a much stronger film that should definitely have won um number four uh i'm gonna go to 1976 when rocky won and yeah i know rocky has a lot of fans and again rocky it's a decent film got nothing against it but it beat not only did it beat taxi driver which is a much loved movie and is a fantastic movie it also beat network which i is one of my favorites i I love network and i would definitely have picked that over rocky i'd have picked that over taxi driver which is possibly a little controversial but i i I just love network it's more my kind of thing taxi driver's too too depressing (laughs) Um, and then uh for the next three i'm going to go more recent really um the top three are all more recent ones i think the more recent ones Um, Scar Me More whereas there were some older ones I was going to pick some like 30s and 40s ones but I quite often didn't know the other nominees as well Um, but so the top three are quite modern so number three well modern to my mind so I'm going to go to 1996 which I guess isn't that modern anymore it is in my mind Uh, but uh, yeah 1996 English Patient won um, which is it's a solidly made kind of romantic kind of drama it looks nice but it was no way near as good as two films which uh could have easily won and that is fargo and secrets and lies which are both uh brilliant 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 films uh far better than the english patient which one
0: do
1: you think uh, uh, you got to choose one now or fargo is probably the more the personal favorite i've seen it more often okay but uh, i've only i've only seen secrets and lies once but i, I thought it was incredible uh but I, but i think fargo probably is more of a personal personal choice okay uh and then number two is another another dual one. In fact, all my top three are dual ones. That's why I've gone for um gone for them. And that was 2018, the Green Book One, which is just to me is just quite an average kind of seen it done before, yeah. kind of uh racial drama. It's okay, um, but nowhere near as good as my favourites that year, and one of those is The Favourite, which <laughs> I think is it. an incredible film. I know it's not to everyone's taste, but I, I love it. And But the one that I probably would have picked, though, is Roma. Again, not everyone's a cup of tea, but I, I thought Roma was just pure perfection. Wait, so you're, you're, you want
0: Roma or, or the favourite on your list? R- r- r-
1: b- both, but I'm no, going to go with choose Roma. One. One. Choose one. <laughs> I'll go with Roma, then. I'll go with Roma, but I do adore the favourite as well. I, I thought it was a really strong year. Um, green book was the bottom of the list of nominees for me to be yeah. honest um yeah, number one i couldn't i, I kind of wanted to choose some different i, I, tried, I tried to try tried original with some of my lists uh, some of my choices but i can't not put crash um the year that crash won because it was a joke there's so many good films that year um again there's two that i'm I'm, I'm tossing up a, you a one, again it's one again it's <laughs> one um i might change my mind i, did, I was going to put brokeback mountain because uh, that's just a, a beautiful film uh but i'm actually going to change my mind and go with good night and good luck i think it's it's an underrated uh fantastic uh kind of uh, true life sort of drama it's uh it's a really gripping brilliantly performed beautifully directed film I, um i don't think it gets enough love so i think um definitely way better than crash which is as subtle as a sledgehammer i, I think any so, of the movies that year were better than <clears throat> here. yeah so it had it had to be that year really at number one
0: yeah no george Clooney did a great job with uh good night good
1: luck
0: mm. right but yeah
1: there were loads of others i could have chosen but yeah uh, for sure that the well, but that's that's the challenge here yeah
0: you know, mm. picking, picking uh you know you you, <laughs> you basically pick 10 <laughs> because yeah, uh, yeah, every year you had two more that you wanted higher, hire but uh,
1: that's
0: fine <laughs> no problem no problem <laughs> alright so David you want to once again tell people uh, where they can find uh, David Burke
1: yeah they can find my reviews of indie classic world movies and cult movies and things like that over at bleepinreview.co.uk alright and finding these are very simple just do a quick search for Movie
0: a Minute you can find me on Facebook find me on Twitter or you can find me on my website Movie a Minute com. David, thank you very much for joining me this week. I, I had a very no fun problem. time. I hope
1: you did too. Yeah, I did. Anytime.
0: So everyone have a great weekend. I will be back on uh, Monday with a new guest. But until then, hot dog.
1: Hot dog. I love you truly, truly, dear. Life with its sorrow Life with its tears